ditch the pitch. You need to be yourself and you need to have fun. And you need to talk to people and make some genuine connections. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Built Environment Marketing Show. I am your host, Iowa Bass. I'm a marketing consultant and I work mainly with engineering and architecture firms on their marketing. Events and conferences are a big investment to take part in from both a financial perspective, but also from a time perspective. I mean, having your stakeholders away for a week or so is huge. So let's be honest, how do you get the most out of making such a big investment? In this episode, I'm talking to Nathan Spencer, who is the director for UK Reef. Um, and that, that's a new, a relatively new event that started last year in Leeds and has grown massively this year. I think they've got over 6,000 delegates already signed up. And it's looking, if you look at the conference program, it is impressive. So take a look at that as well. He'll be talking about, I guess, how to get the most out of a show from if you're a, if you're an exhibitor or you're um, sponsoring a conference session. So really looking at it from that perspective. And then after that, I'll also be chatting to Karen Willey, who is a BD expert, who's going to very much talk about if you're going to a conference or a show, how do you get the most out of it as a visitor, as a delegate? How do you make sure that from a BD perspective, you are having those right conversations and in the right places? That's a fascinating chat that we have. And I know that there's so many takeaways that you'll get from that one. And then finally, I guess I'll be giving my own take. I um, had a client who actually went to Surface last year and I did a lot of their marketing around that. And I kind of take a campaign-based approach where you look at before, during and after the event. So you kind of look at it in three kind of separate areas and you really build out a kind of comprehensive marketing campaign for that. So I'll be giving you some hints and tips on how to do that as well at the end. Anyway, I'll stop talking now and I'll let you get on with listening. First up, we have Nathan Spencer from UK Reef. Nathan, thanks so much for coming on the show. So can you just give me a quick intro to who you are and your role at UK Reef? Absolutely. So Nathan Spencer, uh, one of the directors here at, um, at UK Reef, or actually Built Environment Networking, who run UK Reef. So UK Reef is the UK's real estate investment and infrastructure forum, which is why we need to call it UK Reef. Because it rolls off the tongue. Uh, mouthful, isn't it? Yeah, it's a long one. <laughs> We did actually call it um, Tipic when we were starting, which is uh, which was can't remember the, what it was spelling, but actually two weeks into it, registered trademark website set up. It's a tropical disease, so we had to change that one. To, um, Come to my tropical disease. <laughs> we should really have looked, shouldn't we? The haste yeah. of getting it ready. Uh, those great ideas though but now look at you (laughs) it's it's all good so you've got your show and it's happening in just a few weeks time may which is far from now quite scared so may the 16th to 18th in leeds so it's a big conference and it's grown big time hasn't it from last year yes what's your numbers now uh, so the numbers um, we're just ticking over about six thousand attendees but obviously a few weeks ago we see that number move forward last year it was just about 4,000, I think it was like 3,900 or so. So, yeah, it certainly increased quickly. Um, and particularly post-pandemic, it's really important for event organisers to to be seeing growth in events because it shows it's, it's there. Because mm. obviously it was a bit of a, a struggle for us for a couple of years for, for every um, organisation like ours out there. And in terms of kind of that type of event, how does someone who's either exhibiting or speaking or, you know, taking part, how can they really get the most out of an event such as yours? 
Yeah, I suppose it, it differs on what their targets are, but though being really defined in those from the beginning is is what I would always say. So you need to know why you're there, what you want to get out of it, who you want to meet. Um, we work with some of our partners very, very closely. Um, some of them who have got pavilions, which is their yeah. own sort of stage for three days. One of their key reasons is the alignment with what we're doing, you know, regeneration and inclus- in an inclusive um, and sustainable manner. Um, they wanted to really get behind that. But then some of them are really fix- fixated on, we want to meet X, Y, and Z. And yeah. actually that's where we can come in. You know, We've got a, a pretty big black book that we can go, well, if you want to meet them, we can put on a panel discussion that's focused on this sector or this subject matter. And that helps bring those people in. So they've got an hour of time on a panel or on a round table. So um, yeah, from my side, it's it's knowing what you're there for and then utilizing both, you know, us as event organizers, because you're partnering with us, we're giving you our time and, um, and we will put that back in for you. Uh, And then obviously going beyond that and trying to spot the opportunities yourself, which is where I suppose the business development element kicks in, proactivity, seeing where people are going to be, making sure you're in that room at at the same time. Also, how do you get on the best guest lists? That's that's a personal question. Oh, you need to to know someone like like me, just uh, drop me a line. Um, Do you know what? There's there's so many times where there's there's all of these VIP events or inclusive events, you know, invite Uh, only some of them, in fairness, yes, they are invite only. There's 20 people who fit in a room to have dinner. Yeah, it's going to be difficult to get into that. My learning... You suddenly learn- go bowling and go, hi! Exactly. <laughs> yeah. My experience with going to other events like this, whether it be uh, party conferences, whether it be um, certain international events like the one in the south of France, um, you just turn up and the person on the door feels like they can't say no to you. So if you just go, oh, yeah, I've, I've got a you know, I exchanged emails with somebody. The amount of times I've just been let into a room and I'm like, there we go. That was easy, wasn't it? So I would be a bit cheeky, a bit, uh, yeah, I'd go a little bit, you know, what's the worst that's going to happen? If you really want to be in that room, what's the worst that's going to happen? They'll tell you, sorry, your name's not on the list. So, uh, yeah, apart from knowing someone, but apart from that, just just rock up, see if you can get in. That's exactly the advice the BD expert gave me, Karen. That's exactly what she said last week as well. Yeah, she did. (laughs) genuinely it's opened so many different doors for me where i'm like well i didn't think i'd be in that room with uh with x y z so yeah it's it's absolutely the the place to go um but a lot of people in the industry you know everyone knows people so you'll know someone who's going to that event and even if you're just sort of tag along with them whatever it might be you can get into a lot of sort of stuff like that um yeah know where you want to be and and try to make sure that you get in it so what's some of the kind of themes and topics that are being covered at the show? Uh, themes and topics. So 2022, we had a really defined list of them. So mm-hmm. it was inclusive investment. It was the net zero agenda. It was um, social value. And it was the future of real estate focused not just tech, but also communities and the future of infrastructure and all that kind of stuff. Um, we had some dedicated stages that, that focused on those areas. But actually what we found this year is the event's grown. Um, those who took those spaces last year, JLL, Atkins, Pagabo, mm. uh, UK Business Council for Sustainable Development, they've, they've continued to just do those conversations. But actually, they're not doing it on one topic. All of those seem to be integrated. Well, they are, aren't they? It's all systemic now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, inclusive, inclusive um, and sustainable regeneration, development, investment. You need all of those things to do it right. Yeah. Um, so actually, it's just naturally... The new partners who've got stages this year include Lloyds Bank, 
They include, um, who else have we got? Mojo Caddick are back again. Cities like Newcastle, the West Yorkshire, um, London, Manchester, they've got their own but dedicated not Barry. And, and, and where, sorry, Berry. Not, not Berry. Not Berry, yeah. <laughs> yeah you, but, but, but it's a very sweet top branding, isn't it? If they, uh, if they I know, put the, I was thinking, oh, you got Berry though. You're like, no, it's the theatre. Yeah, like, no, that's oh, just okay. our theatre, yeah. It's, uh, it's, we've had to change some of the wordings within the, because it's a, it's a museum. So some of the rooms are called really strange things. But yeah, the Berry Suite, um, that one is, uh, is effectively our main stage this year. Um, so there's a load of content happening. And that's more of we've put the content on and, yeah. and all of those subject matters are kind of branched out into into different different periods during the uh, the three days. So, yeah, the, the topics have really just kind of just navigated across everything we've got from logistics and, and sheds to housing to tech in buildings to community engagement. Um, and one piece that we didn't have last year, we've got an EDI and youth pavilion because we really wanted to, to have a stage which actually brought that out a little bit more, let young people have a voice on stage. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, the, the inaugural year that happened, but maybe not in in kind of the abundancy that we were wanting it to have. Which sounds lovely. I mean, I, I think giving giving a voice to the next generation is so, so important. It's just like, you need to be inspired and also to have the opportunities to talk, right? Um, I was just wondering, so in terms of, <laughs> I have to admit, I am loving the fact that stuff is back back in person as we've all been locked up for <laughs> how many years now. Um, but I tell you what, I was looking for your event programme, which I think is brilliant, by the way. And I was like, but there's so much stuff at the same time that I want to see. What can I do, Nathan? <laughs> um, we can trickle I you. I myself. Uh, yeah, you can bring your siblings along. Um, there's very little you, you can do, unfortunately. It's I one know. of those yeah, navigating the program and making sure you're in the right place at the at the right time for what you want. Um, yeah, th- there is a lot on. Um, yeah. I was I was surprised in 2022 with how much content there was, which was a similar amount um, of how sort of popular that sort of thing was. I thought it might have gone into more networking, but every stage was more or less full every single day. So yeah. there's obviously a desire for it. Yes, there is multiple things happening at, at numerous times, but um, yeah, potentially that just leaves you with a, a follow-up to, to go out to those people that you missed to go, actually, I'm really sorry. Can we have a bit of a chat to talk me through? Because I, I unfortunately missed it. Um, yeah, I think there is that. But I also think from the event organiser, for the people who are running those stages, there is also a huge opportunity for them to either reuse that content, record it, or do something more with it. Because I think there is that thing, because even just looking at the programme, you're like, there is so much in there. Yeah. And there's so much good content that you're like, make sure you do use it more or share it in a different way. Cause- I agree. This is where it needs a you on their team to uh- <laughs> <laughs> that way your sales pitch is. It's going to come up with a banner across the bottom now. Um, Sorry, look, I'd love to be here, but I can't. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, it, it is. It, and I think that's, it was a weird thing in 2022 when it first, some of the organisations were really good at that. They, yeah. they recorded their on-stage content. They had follow-up pieces in an editorial form. They probably did podcasts or whatever else around it, while some of them just did it and the three days is the three days. Um, so yeah, it, it's probably a bit of a mix. You, you're right, that content created can branch out into so much. Um, we've got people like Estates Gazette and Property Week running their own content on on stage. Yeah. Um, and they're the types where you'll probably see that really well. That yeah, they're it, more integrated content, but yeah. it will be pre-content and it'll be post-content as well as the the event piece. So um, yeah, that following people like that and how they do it. 
at, at other events as well as ours is probably a good model for, for other companies to be sort of having a look at because yeah we've got 20 odd stages but then some of the stages people are doing their own one hour slots so that there's so many there's 50 exactly. different organizations running content which is it's great for us because it's diverse different companies different voices different thoughts yeah no it's fantastic it's just it is just that thing of you can't clone yourself and actually there's so much good stuff there you're like how do you really make sure that you harness it as if you're taking part because i think that's the thing is like it's a lot of work to go to any conference and it's a lot of time and everything yeah, else yeah. And i just think it's it's how do you maximize that so i always think hmm. but yeah I, I don't think there's that many people doing it that well yet either like you say i think the publication i would probably are, but... agree on that yeah i didn't see too much last year from, from ours or from other events similar yeah. which um a lot of it is embedding they've they've got a campaign and they use they've used uk reef for an announcement or it's a follow-up to a report or whatever it might be it's kind of part of their Something marketing else. rather than it being a piece that then you know opens yeah. up their marketing campaign so yeah many do it in different ways but yeah i think there's certainly um yeah, ways for, for people to be improving that element of it. Okay, so once you're kind of at the show, how can, I guess, a firm make the most of their presence there? Are there any kind of tips on that? Uh, how can who make the presence? A firm. So if you're an, sorry, if you're an exhibitor or, or you're, you've got speakers there, so if yes. you in particular they could be doing. Yes, um, I suppose a lot of it is that pre, pre-planned activity. So yeah. um, working with us to make sure that we're putting X, Y, or Z in a room with you. Um, without it being pre, it's a little bit more difficult to then do it at the event if you're prepared and know what you're doing. Um, and we've already set up those meetings or set up the content that's required. It's a little bit easier. But then certainly I would be bringing down um, both a diverse group of individuals to the, to the conference. Um, that means that um fr- from our side in particular those people are always attracted to different things and the outcomes will be much better and much stronger um i would then say to, to be having a a team on the ground that's marketing led so you've got somebody you know we're open to people bringing down cameras to doing interviews to we'll connect people with um with, with certain individuals for for a press piece so yeah. you know, the other day someone rang me a law firm um, and just said actually can we bring down a camera um, someone with a camera and could you introduce us to x y or z three council leaders or chief execs or developers whatever it oh, might wow, be wow that's such You're a great right. idea exactly yeah. Yeah. It's, it's perfect bd but that's them. completely and then they've got what three little short snippets that they can share of yeah. talking to the head of berry council and they won't be berry council but you know what i mean it's <laughs> just, that's the only place no, i know that's north now um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it is, it's perfect BD. It's their, their meeting that we can connect them with the right people, the right yeah. people we want to talk because they want that sort of longevity to what they've done at UK Reef being shared. It's a win-win all round. Um, they've got content. We've got content. The person in the view has content. So yeah, it's just really little things like that. Just actually, yeah. that doesn't take them much. That will take them a couple of hours on one of the days to create that content. And someone's got to follow that camera crew around, but actually they're going to meet the people they really want to meet. Exactly, yeah. And then perfect. you've got a reason to follow up after the event. Hi, we've got this. Just want to do that. Blah, blah. It gives you exactly yeah. They've run in, haven't they, with their, with their target. So yeah, those types of things. It, it's what we're very open to. We can be quite personal with the team that we've got. Yeah. Um, in trying to connect the the people into the right places, so yeah, businesses should be doing more stuff like that. I think. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. That's a brilliant example to use. Thank you for that. Um, okay, so I'm going to ask you a question. <laughs> this is it's a good hard one. one. No, it's not a hard one. It's just cheeky. Um, so, what session are you most looking forward to at the event? Oh, okay. 
Just one. That is, um, that is a tough question. Can I give three? One. Can I give three? One each day. All right. <laughs> day one. So, um, day one. Um, Oliver Shah, who's the um, who's the um, editor of the Sunday Times, is doing a keynote on the main stage. Yeah. Um, really good pulse on the industry. Um, yeah, I think that's going to be really interesting um, for a, for a piece perspective. Wednesday, um, we have Alistair Campbell and Rory Stewart um, with a Related Argent are working with us on, on that one. That's a private event because I looked at that and went, that looks wicked. It is a private <laughs> I event. I love their yes. podcast. So, <laughs> yeah, and this is the, the area of a facilitation. So, so Related Argent want the room full of XYZ. I, I won't share the details of who they want yeah, in the room. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we can then work with them to do sort of private invitations to make sure that that audience is is there yeah. um but again if if it's 10 minutes in to the um to the the talk I, i'm pretty sure that you could just sort of sneak in at the back and, and stand up and watch um yeah that, that's what i'm really looking forward to and then um this is very regional based so from from uh from a leads perspective so within the edi news pavilion uh there's an event on it in that evening so there's um there was somebody called David um Oluwali and a, a bridge has recently been built in his memory um in in Leeds and we've got a bit of a, a kind of a celebration to towards sort of his, his legacy um and um and a choir doing a, a sort of a a few songs towards the end of it so yeah that one again is something I think it sets us sets it apart as a really different event rather than it just being all focused on sort of build, 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 or infrastructure, infrastructure, development. Yeah. But it, it's trying to bring different things into to play. Fantastic. I'm glad I put mm. you on the spot. Sorry. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to say three different ones for every podcast or, or video or, or talk. Are that you I really? Do. Then they, they all spread about. <laughs> Everyone gets mentioned. I was going to say, how many you doing? I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. That is it. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you very much for having me. Hi, it's Io here and I just wanted to tell you a bit more about the show. The Built Environment Marketing Show was set up during lockdown one as a way to help firms do better marketing. It was very much about having the conversations that I have with my friends and showing what best practice really is. In terms of me, well, I'm actually a generalist marketeer, so I guess I know lots of things about marketing and how to pull everything together. So I could be talking about, you know, PR or understanding what to do next strategy wise or figuring out how to get in front of the right audience or what messaging you should be using. Those are all things that I'm kind of really skilled in and understand how to do for my clients. I now work for myself and I set up my own consultancy at Bass Marketing in 2020. And I'm working with a range of engineering and architectural firms and even prop tech firms who really want to, I guess, talk the language of their clients and their audiences and do something a bit different in terms of their strategy and content. If what I do sounds of interest to you, do email me at io at abassmarketing.com and that's A-Y-O or head to my website, which is www.abassmarketing.com for more info. There's also a link in the show notes. Bye. Thanks so much for coming on to the show. Um, can you tell me a bit about yourself uh, and what you do in terms of business development and also about your uh, company, Always Thinking? I am Karen Willie. I am one of the co-partners in Always Thinking. We are a business development consultancy. I used to do business development for people. I think that is not a very good process. And actually what we decided was to do that we would 
teach people how to do business, not teach them, enable their businesses to do business development better. So that starts with really great processes, yep. a really good understanding of your clients and upskilling your teams and having some really good strategies in place and knowing how to approach things, having all those tools to your hand that, so that nothing's scary and everything's doable. I love that, like making business development doable. I think that's actually yes. really lovely because I think, um, are built environment firms good at business development? or Because I uh, think traditionally we're not. Is that yeah, true? I think... Traditionally, you're not because you don't you don't go through your training to become a business development person. So at no point during your architectural engineering degree do they very rarely do they sit you down and go, okay, so this is how you run a business. Yeah. This is how you win work. They it's the just missing don't, part, isn't it? It's Marketing. the missing link. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and they they really don't put that in, and therefore you learn how to do your job well, and these other soft skills come along the way so you sort of learn them by osmosis or through accident or because you once had a good boss or things like that and actually what we're trying to do is to speed that accelerate that process because that can take a long time and I think the other thing about the industry is we're all they're seller doers so they're doing the work but they're also selling the products and service and I think that's the whole thing of you know you're trained in technical excellence for your engineering but actually the technical excellence of this kind of selling yeah and this thing isn't it completely and also what happens if you're a seller doer what you do is you live in this cycle of this up and down cycle yeah. where you're like, I'm really busy. Oh, I'm going oh, to do all my work. Oh, I'm not busy. Oh, I need some work. Yeah. And so you constantly live in this horrendous peak and trough. Yeah. As the set. And so what we try to do is show people how to be more focused, be more strategic, talk about the things that you do want to do and how to then look at these in sort of so that you can keep doing it. Because yeah. the time you must do business development is when you're at your busiest. And that's the time when a lot of people will go, oh, I don't need to do business development. We're really busy. We've got work coming in left, right and centre. And, and then like, something happens, you, that work stops. I think you're there going, there's no pipeline. Yes. And that is the point. And that's the thing that we always say. We say like, when you're at your busiest, that's when to invest. That's when to upskill the team. That's when to get more people doing it. Yeah. You know, and that's and that's the limitations around it. So, yeah, very so, important. Um, the reason I kind of invited you on was because I yes. loved your MIPM tips posts, which if you yes. are not connected with Karen on LinkedIn, I advise you to look at because they, they were very funny. And <laughs> as it's called, the most distraction we've ever had on LinkedIn. Because <laughs> you made us laugh. I mean, yeah. they are very, very funny, but I will put a link into those in the show notes. Thank but you. As it's conference season, and I'm going out to Leeds yeah. shortly for UK Reef, I yes. thought it would be good to kind of showcase some kind of business development tips for people who yes. might be attending the show and wanting to network. So how should someone who is going to a conference or an in-person event, any tips on the kind of what prep they should be doing right now so they get the most out of their time? Research. Okay. So you have to do your research. There is no point in going and rocking up and hoping for the best. So number one, and me and Katie, and this, this goes through all of business development, any before you do anything, research the companies who are going, talk who are the who are your clients who are going you need to know who's going so if you've bought that ticket which obviously one would hope you have um, <laughs> then you need to research it you need to get on that database and you need to find out who's going and it's a slightly mundane task but the benefits of it are really really huge um events are really good for targeting the people you want to work with who are there but catching up with existing yeah. clients and also finding new people because there'll be other people on that list where you think, oh, I've never heard of them before. Oh, that's interesting. I can see there's a synergy there. But that research and understanding their business and understanding what they're doing there and what they're trying to get out of it 
is the most it's the most important thing you can do because it makes everything else so much easier so aside from the kind of delegate kind of list and that kind of information directory where else could you look speakers all of the speakers go and have a look on linkedin search reef you know uk reef uk on linkedin if you're looking for architects put uk reef uk all of those different things go to the news on google you know don't just look at people's websites don't just look at their go on instagram everybody's doing all of this stuff all of the time now so they're all putting things out we're going to you know and everyone wants a full diary and they're putting that out there because they want people to get in touch so that's really important so looking on linkedin but going beyond the usual search you know and using those hashtags that's when a hashtag, hashtag. Which nobody knows why they're putting a hashtag on yeah. something is really useful and also, yeah, because you can easily leave a comment on the on their post that they're going. Oh, I'll see you there. Yeah, and also you can do your own post on LinkedIn. I often do that. Yes. I, I I create some graphics yeah. saying, "Hi, I'm going to what you know, you go read." And yeah. then I'll say, "Which is you all want to those Mipping tips were for us. It was a reason to show people that we were demonstrating we were going to Mipping, but yeah. doing it in a way that was not just the usual hi, we're going to." Yeah, you made it fun, which which actually gave you more traction, didn't it? Because it was fun. Yes, completely. So you you managed to get your personality out of it. So I guess in some way, so comment, how would you connect with somebody beforehand? So would you, so you've done your research, you know, right, this is your target or the people you definitely want to connect with. Do you reach out beforehand and how? Yes, you do. Um, You can on LinkedIn, but often people don't respond unless they've put something up specifically to say they want to meet people. Yeah. Yeah. Finding emails, the internet is a marvellous thing. You'd be surprised what you can find. You might already have them in your network or, yeah. you know, but, but, but buddying up with a few people are going. We tend to buddy up a little bit. So we like, as well, as well as alongside our clients, we also have people who, you know, like, oh, are you going? Oh, do you know them? Oh, I know them. Okay, right. Yeah. You know, so that buddying up is really, really important. But also doing direct outreach. But then saying, like, we're going. It'd be really great to t- catch up. We want to talk about, I'm not, not I'm going to try and sell you this. But I can see you're doing this. I can see you want you're talking about this. It'd be really interesting to talk about this. So not a generic connection, but it's more a I know you're talking about this or you're looking at such and such. I'd love to hear what you're doing in this. Yes. Yeah. Or we we've been doing that. Maybe we could have a conversation about this. You know, yeah. I'd like to introduce you to X who's up there because I think there'd be a really good synergy there. You're looking for similarities and synergy, and that's why that research is really important. Yes, you can you can carpet bomb everybody. But really, you'll be like, why, why am I speaking to you? Where are you? And why am I speaking to you? And you'll be like, uh, yeah. you know, fancy a coffee? <laughs> like, and also, is it is it worth scheduling meetings and things like that for yes, your calendar? Totally. Or it it really do? is. Yes, because it gives you the security that you've got stuff to do. Yeah. No one wants to walk around a conference not having anything to do. So schedule yourself into talks and schedule yourself meetings. But do leave free time as well. For those incidental things so there's there's purposes don't so like don't over schedule do you know what i mean yeah because then otherwise you'd be like you might bump into somebody and they're like oh we're just all going here for a drink like, i can't you schedule <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. so you have to like it's the fine balance of both people you know yeah. new people and leaving a little bit of time just for those like the, that you know spontaneity you know serendipitous moments as we like to call I guess them. the way you're like I'm, going, I'm now because you said four things I'm like is yeah. that like quarter 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 you know like actually and then you've got free time in there is one of the one of the yes. chunks yeah like, and I would also take some time out for yourself as well so yeah. do it's really important I mean I've, I'm a season like you know 
Some people go back to their rooms and do yoga. Some people just go off for a walk. But do just take a little bit of time to decompress and re, sort of reboot yourself as well. Even if you are a very gregarious out there person, you still need a little bit of time to think. That's hard. Like, you know what? I'm just going to go and sit in my room for 10 minutes and yeah. have a biscuit. And... and just be quiet. Sometimes you're just yeah. like, I just want to sit down and I just want to be quiet. And that's it. And yeah, I find, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I always, you know, I was having a chat the other day. It's like, I'm like an extrovert introvert. So I've got both. Yeah. And then yeah. by the end, I, I can do it. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I need to go now. I need to. Yeah. I need to be quiet. And I need to be alone. And 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 that's the thing. It's just acknowledging that and how how you work. I think. Yes. Whether it's going for a run or stuff like that, just all those things are all really really useful. Definitely put that. And in. kind of how do you make sure you're on the right guest list and you're you know you're going to the parties that matter? I know you've got to meet yeah. them, which obviously yes still happens. That's where your network <laughs> is. Yes. That's when your network is critical. Yeah. You, so you you need to use your network. You need to talk to people you know. You need to say, what parties have you been invited to? And then they go, oh, well, we've got this one, this one, this one. Well, you go, well, I've got this one, this one, this one. Can we do a little, like, party swap? Can you get me Not on that list? Boy, yeah. Can I get you on that list? And then the other one is gate crashing is also really good. We've gate over the years. <laughs> I thought it was a lot younger. <laughs> gate crashing is, I mean, we still do it now. We Just managed to last year at one time. No, uh, basically... Get somebody in and then get them to like talk to somebody and then get a list and I mean, or just walk up and pretend like you belong. Yeah. You know? Oh, oh yeah, not on the list. Oh my God. <laughs> um, or go in through the back door. I've also done that, but that's another story for another time. Do you know what? I'm like, I love your, I want to hear your stories now, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and then get into the party thinking it's going to be really good and then you bowl in thinking this is going to be the best party ever and then you're like, oh, well, this was. Oh, and my the God. Point of it, oh, let's go. <laughs> Talking of parties, I went to a party on Saturday, which was a launch of like Adobe Express Firefly. Adobe yeah. Fly. Oh. So it's like Adobe's. I'm like, if you go to an event, can I ask you? I mean, this is a really important question. Yeah. Which isn't if you go to an event and the guest list is first name, do you think it's going to be a good party or a bad party? Good. See, I always think an event list should be your last name. I always think yeah. when I go into an event and it's the first name listed for the guest oh, list, right, yeah. for me, as someone who's organised events, I'm like, that means you're amateur. And to be honest, oh. that, that was not arranged very well. <laughs> no, I not. Oh, just I'm just thinking if they're on first name terms, that, oh, that's in like alphabetic style. Yeah, that's so basic. At, yeah. Oh, so you look at the W, but you're in a K. Oh, yeah, because as a W, my life is really simple. And yeah. at the end... I am always at the end. It's very never. A bass, very I'm always first, and then it's if it's first name. I'm not. Like, come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, yeah, right, man, I'm right in the middle. All my friends have got all of my friends from like school and things are all people who like were also at the, my end of the register because we used to stand around for ages. Your letter is basically in that's queues. What you are. Because we were always last for everything, weren't we? Oh, okay, we had a anyway, long that time. That is my track. signal. My signal for something that okay. doesn't work for an event. Event managers. Always should be I'll the last that. name. Okay. Just, just letting yeah, you know. Cool. Uh, but yeah. Okay. So, right. I've made it all the way to UK Reef or yes. any other show. What do I need to do when I'm there, apart from obviously go through my schedule? Big uh, yeah. What do you need to do? You need to ditch the pitch. You need to be yourself and you need to have fun. And you need to talk to people and make some genuine connections. And I think that's really, really, that's some of the things that we always talk about. You're not, you're not there to sell. You're there to start to build relationships. Business yeah. to business, essentially, is now, I think there's the terminology, people to people. Yeah. And actually what you're trying to do is move relationships on and create new ones and cement ones that you've maybe had for a long time. And that, that's the way to think about business development. Yes, there will be opportunities that will come out of those relationships, 
but focus on the relationship that you want with that person. If you're enjoying yourself with someone and you're getting on with them and you know what, just go with the flow because that will stand you in so much better stead in the future than going, right, I need to talk to 40 people if I haven't spoken to 40 people. But you know when someone's doing that. It's awful. Yeah, and it's really weird because some people look at them and go, oh, they're so successful, they're working the room and everybody else is like, and it's like, well, no, you know what? I'm going to have to delete as soon as that person comes into my inbox yeah. or anywhere. Right? You'll be like, really, no. Really good conversations that you get, or a night with somebody that you can follow up with with really yeah. great things to talk, you know, move that relationship on, like I say, go from cold to really warm, go from warm to really, really hot, you know, you know what I mean? So if you think about that and the relationships that you want and, do it that way. So go into it with that and just be really open to, to opportunity, to, to people and stuff. And we always say be interested and interesting. Yeah. Or is that curious conversations, isn't it? And just being open yeah. and listening exactly. and being like, oh, yeah. And, and questions. Questions, questions. Have some questions. You know what? I did a, Christo, I did a, a workshop last week with Christo, who I think is amazing. Yeah. And like, it was all about questions. How yeah, have some, so we always like, say like... Propose, for pictures and stuff, he's like, just ask yeah. people lots of questions. Like, so like, what a lot of people go to these things is they go with the things that they think they need to tell people. Yeah. And we always say, no, 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 go with the things you want to find out. And then that makes it a lot more interesting. And then life is so <clears throat> much easier because yeah. you're not sitting there thinking, oh, I need to tell them that and I need to say that and I need to know all of this stuff. Just go in and say, go in with the questions and the things that you want to know about somebody. And then how you can feed that back into your business and all that. And you'll have a much better time. At UK Reef, I've met some amazing people who have inspired me. Yeah. How do I remember them or how do I record stuff? Uh, business tips. cards and notes. I'm really shocking, useful. by the way. Yeah. So if yep. people give you a business card, make a note on it. No, never again. My God. Um, oh, yes, 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 yes. Any, however <laughs> I used to you do want distinguishing to do features, but that can be a bit offensive. Yeah. I'd probably make a little <laughs> note about them. <laughs> and if, if it's not worth it, just bin it. Don't bring it home. Like, just pop it in the envelope. We'll forget that one. Don't even worry about it. Just leave it in the bin in the hotel or the Airbnb. Just but not that one in the bin. Recycle, obviously. If it's not covered in plastic. Yeah, not never in front of anybody. <laughs> just checking. Okay. And I would also always say that remember that everyone knows someone. So always, you know, when I say not that one or no, unless they've been really offended. Be you know polite, I mean? can't really. Be, be polite. Yeah. Just be nice. Like, you know, it's nice to be nice. Just be, be a good person. Okay, so show's done. I'm back in London. Yes. What do I need to do? So if you have a CRM. Oh, and also I was going to tell you about a little thing called Bling. I don't know if you know Bling. Oh, yeah, the business card app. That's really good. Oh, that's really good. I've been yeah. Blinged a couple of times. I would definitely, if you haven't got Is it something bling or bling? of that nature. Yeah. Yes. Is it Bling or Blink? I can't spell it. Oh, oh, I it? think it might be Blink with a Q. I'm literally looking oh, at my there you go. Oh, like B-L-I-N-Q. Yes, B-L-I-N-Q. Not very good for those who don't. Okay, it's not Blink then. It's Bling, Bling. Blink. I thought it was great, like Bling. It's not Bling, it's Blink. I'm going to Bling you. Yeah. I've been going around to no, people. It's really good. Me. And also you've got the app on, you know you can scan uh, bar, uh, your um, yes, you can QR do all code on LinkedIn, yes. can't you? Which I think is brilliant as well. That's Those two things. Oh, great. And if you don't have business cards, it's also really good because you can just go, oh, I'll send you an email now. And then you put the subject line Ooh. of chat in a bar, man who likes beer or, you know, woman who loves <laughs> Actually, dogs. I like that. That's really you know? good. Straight away, because of the conversation you've had, you capture it in the subject and you send it. And, and also, that's your record. Then. That's your record yes. as well, right? So there's, that's always another way. Oh, I like just that. Just mean you need to take your phone out with you, but that's always just, just straight away do the email exchange. 
That's brilliant. Okay, so I think that is it for our questions. Yeah. Thank you, yeah, you so the much. The only thing I would say Go on. is when you're back, you did say one more thing. When you're yeah. back, follow up and make the subject line really interesting. No dull subject lines here. Not All right, so what is an interesting subject, subject line? Tell me one. Oh, well, the one that we were talking about, let's say Ayo, we were talking about, um, I don't know, our children and boys and the amount of distance they can run. Yeah. yeah, so I would be the subject would be I'd write the email, then I'd look back and I'd think, oh, the distance boys run, you know, and that would be <laughs> oh, so it would stand out in your inbox rather than good and then you can introduction yeah. to you know, always yeah, yeah. thinking, follow up, la la la, you know, or if we spoke about food and we said we were going to go somewhere, put some dates and times in for where we're going to go for the food and put the title in the food we love, just that stuff. It makes it more and personal. Make it People human like it. again, isn't it? I think yeah. that's the thing, isn't it? Make it human because then exactly. you can kind of build the relationship and really enjoy it. Yeah, and have a bit of fun with it. Don't fun. be. It's not. It's networking. Not just networking. Like, fun. No yeah. one thinks it's fun, but I think that's also the thing, right? No one actually really enjoys it. So straight away, we always say, "There's your icebreaker." Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, I hate. It's like you don't need to go anywhere. It's like the weather or COVID. It's a common. It's the easiest, what you need to do is find the easiest thing that makes you a collective. And the commonality in networking is that no one really likes it. Yeah. So there you go. So there's your common thread and that's how to do it. And actually, if you're that one who makes it fun, then they remember you because you're like, actually, I had a really lovely time, isn't it? It's like, yeah, really good conversation. They introduced me to a few people. We all say, act like the host. Pretend like, so, even if it's not your, you know, introduce people to other people, take them for a drink. Like just, you'll have much more fun and people will really enjoy it. So don't worry about breaking into conversations. Worry about how you are present. You, you know what I mean? The only person you can deal with is you. Yeah. I cannot make everybody in the room act in a different way or let me into their conversation. But what I can do is I can stand there with a bloody great big smile on my face and look like it might be fun if you. <laughs> yeah. And then if someone stood on their own, go over and go, hello. 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 This is hell, isn't it? Let's and everyone's like, like, yes. The first. Let's go get some. Yeah, let's get some food and a drink. And beer and so that's all you know, and it is like that age old adage, isn't it? Like, yeah. don't worry about everybody else, just worry about yourself in a weird way. But then, and then go in with the questions, don't ditch the, all that stuff, just go in. Oh, you're interesting. Oh, let's have a cat. Yeah, ooh, and just makes it a little more fun, doesn't it? Oh, oh where Brilliant. are you going? Oh, you're going to that party. Can I come with you? Oh, the places you go. <laughs> Anyway, on that lovely note, thank you yes. so much for being an awesome guest and for your time. And yeah, I'm looking forward to UK Reach. Thank you. Yes, uh, let us know how it goes. I'll be very excited to hear how it goes. So, how do you get the most out of an industry event or exhibition? I think for me, one of the key things that you really do need to have is energy and excitement. How do you create that? It's not something that just happens at the show. It's something you've got to work up. And really, in the run-up to an event, you've got to do what you've got to do kind of before, during, and after. So pre-event, at the event, and post-event. So there's lots and lots that you need to do and to think about. I'm going to take it as given that you've actually got something exciting to do, launch, or say at the show. So let's assume that you have, because I think you have to kind of find something definitely. So this piece is going to look at how you kind of bring energy and excitement around your presence at being somewhere. So firstly, for me, pre-event, how do you raise your visibility on social media? Think about how you can be a part of that conversation right from the start. You need to make sure that you're posting and sharing where you'll be. 
um, your stand number, who's going to be there from your organization. So really kind of make sure that you're in the conversation. Find out what the show hashtags and tags are and use those in your posts so that you again reach more people who are actually talking about the show, infused about the show and going to the show. And, you know, when it comes to things that you can share, you can share about what you're going to be showing. You can do teasers. You can talk about a talk that you'll be giving. You can talk about how you're prepping for it. You can share, you know, little kind of hints and tips about what your stand's going to be like or whatever. But you can do those kind of little things just to build up some momentum and some excitement about you going to be somewhere. Another thing that you can do pre-event is actually look into kind of the press and the media that are going. Who can you meet at the show? Are you going to kind of prepare a kind of media release? Who's going to be writing features about the show that you can kind of connect with beforehand and share information with? If you've got a new product launch, for example, or a service launch, who can you kind of share that information with? Have you got like a whole media pack ready to go? Have you got quotes in that kind of press release that are kind of you know, from your key people that are easy to pull out. So there's lots you can do around the media in terms of making sure that you've got visibility and that people know that you're going to be there, but also that you're going to, you know, a lot of the kind of previews and stuff are done beforehand. So actually connecting and getting the word out that you're going to be about at that show is another opportunity for you to raise your visibility. And I think in terms of building energy and excitement, it's getting your kind of message and who you are and that you're going to be there, out there and with enthusiasm just getting it out there as much as you can. So press previews are another way you can do that. I think another thing you can do pre-event is also is actually maximize all promotional opportunities. So some shows might do things like spotlights on innovation, spotlights on new services or new products. So making sure that you tap into that as well. Speak to the organizers, find out what's going on. What things can you tap into or provide or help or be a part of before the actual show? Some of these might have a long lead time in terms of deadlines. So just looking out for them and making sure that you're in there. So you really maximize any investment you've got that you're making to kind of be at a show. And I think the other thing that you should do pre-event is email your existing contact list. Those people who you haven't kind of necessarily engaged with all the time, but they know you and they're your contacts. And kind of just say, you know, hi, we're going to be there. You know, good chance to re reconnect. This is what you might be interested in. So, again, it's about kind of using that and using, you know, the show as a hook, as an opportunity to reconnect with those people who already do business with you. And I think as well, you've got things like having banners on your website, having banners on your email, just saying you're going to be there, as well as your key people also posting on LinkedIn that they will be there. So there's a way you can kind of build up that pre-event hype and make sure that you are going to maximize your time at that show when it does happen. Okay, now we've looked at pre-event, what's going to happen at the show? So for me, one of the kind of holy grails is in encouraging user-generated content, as I call it, which is like the proper marketing term, UGC. That's basically when a third party shares about you or your product or service. And to me, that's the most powerful type of marketing. So if it's a, a journalist, if, it, if it's a, 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 you know, a potential client, or just saying, I'm on this stand, I met this person, I went to this talk, it was brilliant, this is what they said. And I kind of think it's that third party endorsement. We trust others probably more than we trust the firm. So actually, it's quite nice to have people sharing their experiences of you, your stand, your people, your talk, you know, encourage people to take pictures, encourage them to share what they've seen, you know, be part of the conversation. And I think the other thing is, if people are sharing your content on social media, 
thank them in DMs afterwards. Thanks so much for sharing. Continue the conversation. Start to have that two-way dialogue, which is what you want as a firm. So, so important. And again, it helps build up momentum. It helps build up your social media presence. It also helps you build relationships with those people one-to-one, which ultimately is what you want from being at an exhibition. How can you move that conversation on post-event? How do you build a relationship? How do you start a conversation? And again, I think also with social media, it's having some posts that you put out during the show. So prepping those before the event. So before the event, you've got lots more visibility, making sure you're posting regularly. At the event, have regular posts for each day that you're going to be there, that kind of stock posts that, you know, just go up. Um, As well as showing stuff, you know, you can create more on the fly, but at least having a baseline of stuff that's ready to go will really make sure that your presence is there and you have your visibility. Or it might even be sometimes what I will do is I'll draft the post, but actually take pictures at the show. So it's just making it easy so that you do definitely get your social media presence going. And also, I think at the show, it's having somebody who is dedicated to your social media feed to actually keep that going and keep the momentum going there. And I think the other thing about shows, um, you know, Nathan talking about UK Reef was very much talking about there's lots of the fringe events, launch events, people with offices doing lots of stuff all around the shows. So, again, it's about connecting with people beforehand, finding out what's going on at the show and making sure you're there. So you've got people at the launches, the industry breakfast. So you're part of the conversation, part of the event. And again, just, I guess, sweating the asset of being at that event. Um, And I think the final thing when you're at a show as well is doing something different. So it could be a competition or a giveaway. could be, you know, some people have done mind maps at shows, which I've seen, which are amazing. Um, You've got things like sketches, just different ways of bringing people and bringing some excitement to your stand and making your presence stand out. Um, So I think, again, it's about thinking about your stand and how you can kind of do something different that drives traffic to your stand and makes you stand out. And now on to post-event. Post-event is a really kind of, it's one of those things I think people kind of lose steam on. And I think it's a real missed opportunity. And to me, I think it's really easy to kind of get to the end of a show and think, I'm done. Don't want to do this for another year. But, but really, the most important thing you can do is actually post-event follow-up. Because that is really where you start to build the relationships and start to get real value from your presence. And I think anything that you can do before the show actually starts, you know, and you can prepare for post-event will make it far easier for you to respond once the show is done. Because quite frankly, you're going to be pretty tired and you're going to have had enough. So for me, post-event, you know, follow-up needs to be planned and ready before the event. So figure out what is your follow-up going to be before the show. So you know Are you sending out samples? Are you arranging meetings? Will you be booking CPD presentations? What is it you're going to do following, follow up after the event? Have all of that kind of mapped out and thought out. Draft those kind of any post-event holding emails or any responses that you need to do. Draft them before you even go to the show. So you've got everything ready to go. So it's literally top and tail, just, you know, amend it slightly, maybe drop in an odd image, but more or less it's ready to go. That means that you are quick to act after the event. And I think that's the thing that people expect is like, if you leave it weeks and weeks after, that lead's gone cold. So what you want to be able to do is respond, hi, it was great to meet you on such and such. I'll be in touch next week with what we discussed. Even just a simple holding email like that would be something. But I think it's just that whole making sure that you've got your follow-up planned. 
And also, I think the other thing is to is measure the kind of post-event, make sure you me- measure the return on investment. What was the impact of the overall kind of campaign that you did? Was there, you know, a roundup? Well, you know, did the website traffic go up? Did social media traffic go on? What happened? Who mentioned you? Did you get and start to kind of connect with firms that you've been targeting all across the year? So it really kind of help you in terms of leads and ultimately in terms of sales. So making sure you track and kind of measure the impact of you being at that show. And, you know, also you want to kind of see if there's any certain spikes from you kind of being at the show. Was it? Did it bring you real value? Did it meet your original objectives and goals? So trying to understand really how that event or that conference or that talk, how it really added value to you. Anyway, those are some of my tips on how, what to do in terms of an event before, during and after. And also thanks to my guests, Nathan and Karen. And I hope that you found this episode really useful. Thank you. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Built Environment Marketing Show. Don't forget to check out the show notes, which will have useful links and resources connected to this episode. You can find that on abassmarketing.com. And of course, if you like the show, please do share it with others on social as it helps more people to find us. See you soon.